Good morning and welcome. Good to see you here. We've had a wonderful week, haven't we, with snow and uh, earthquakes. Did anybody feel the earthquake around here? I, we did too. I thought we thought somebody was breaking in the house. I got up and wandered around with a flashlight for 10 minutes and then heard it was an earthquake. Goodness. But I do have a few announcements before we begin our worship together. Uh, a reminder that today at 4 o'clock, the new combined board and council ministries, the administrative council, will be meeting its first meeting of the year today at 4 o'clock. And also a reminder just for those who were in confirma confirmation class at 10, that next week our class is at 4.30 in the social hall. All right, let's begin our worship. Lord be with you. Let us pray together. God of glory and mercy, before his death your son went to the mountaintop, and you revealed his life in glory, proclaiming him your son. Help us face evil with courage, knowing that all things, even death, are subject to your transforming power. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated and let any children we have come forward at this time. something really fun and nice for Valentine's Day? Um, on Valentine's Day, it was oh. my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Did, did you guys give anybody anything for Valentine's Day? I gave my friend a bag and a balloon that says happy, a balloon that says happy Valentine's Day. It's like a little heart balloon on a stick and a cute bag with some candy. That was very sweet. Um, well, with Valentine's Day, do you know why we celebrate Valentine's Day? Do you know? Do any of you know who St. Valentine was? Do you know? He was a, um, he was a Christian bishop that, um, that lived a very long time ago. He was well known throughout his country for the great love that he had for people in need. When we think of St. Valentine and Valentine's Day, we're reminded about love. When we give a Valentine's heart to someone, it reminds them of our friendship and love that we have for them. God doesn't send out Valentine's cards to people, but did you know that there is something that always reminds us of God's great love for us? If you look around, if you look around the chapel, you will see um, crosses. People are wearing crosses. Um, a cross is a reminder that God loves us and that he was willing to suffer and die for us. Um, wherever we see a cross, it should be a reminder that Jesus loves us very much. He suffered and died on the cross, which might make us sad, but it's good news that he rose again and... Um, that he loves us. Will you pray with me? Yes. Heavenly Father, we pray that when we give Valentine's cards to our family and friends, 
they would know that we really do care about them and love them. We also thank you so much for sending Jesus to save us. We know that he loved us so much he was willing to suffer and die for us. That is amazing. Whenever we see a cross, help us to remember your great love. Amen. Hear the reading from the second Corinthians chapter six, verses one through 10. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, genuine bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Oh God, you have shown us the way to happiness. You give us an example of your law. And we seek this day to be happy and to thank you for your care. You have laid out paths for us to follow. And you remain with us on the journey. And because of that and so many other things, we praise your name this day and offer our petitions, our thanksgivings and praise. You have set before us the ways of life and death, but we must confess that we often choose those ways which lead away from you. And when we do that, we fail to honor your commandments. We get caught up worrying when we shouldn't worry at all. Forgive us our shortcomings this day, O Lord. Have mercy on our failings and restore us once more. O Lord, we are reminded that you gave us a mission to share your love to the world. And we know that it's your spirit that gives us the ability to do this. So we pray, O Lord, you'd send us a fresh outpouring of that same Holy Spirit that we might not only obey you but, and love you, but hold fast to you and complete our mission. Today, O Lord, we also ask for special concerns of those in our congregation, in our family and friends who are suffering from physical, mental, spiritual problems. We pray for all those we've listed and those we've named and those are in our hearts now. Have mercy upon them, O Lord. Heal those who are sick. Restore those who are in any kind of trouble. Show them the correct path, even the path to eternal life. O God, you have shown us what path leads to you. You've shown us the path of life. You've shown us your love through law and mercy. And we pray, O Lord, and thank you for this new life which is ours through Jesus Christ our Lord, and whose name we pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
peace be singing. Our passage is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, beginning at verse 35. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And Jesus said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we pray your spirit would guide us as we seek to understand your presence with us through all our stormy passages. We pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in Sunday school, this passage was often used in, in lessons, and I can remember very, uh, it, very well as when one of the classes I was in as a Sunday school uh, student where we drew a version of Jesus standing in a boat with his hand held high rebuking the storm. I can remember that vividly, and then, of course, they were all hung up in the room. So I know this passage is real familiar to you, but maybe we can still find a few things in it. You know, one of the things that came to my mind as I was rereading and studying for this, I, I recalled a very perilous time in my own life when I was on Lake Norman. Lake Norman is in North Carolina. It's a pretty large lake. It's a, a very, very large, large like Hartwell. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, the Sea of Galilee is just really a lake, and it's a pretty good-sized lake. And there, a storm can blow up pretty quickly, and, and so can Lake Norman. I imagine Lake Hartwell. I've only been on it at once, I think. But my brother-in-law and I were out that day, and when we started out, it was peaceful and calm, and we had slowly worked our way along the many coves in a pontoon boat. Now, we were mostly sightseeing, I'll tell you. We weren't being very serious about fishing, even though we were doing a little fishing, or anything else for that matter. Uh, one might say we were at rest. And if someone had been along with us that day, they could have easily slept, just like Jesus slept with the disciples that day in that boat. You know, I could just picture Jesus. I could just see him curled up in a storm, maybe in the stern, maybe with a blanket thrown over him, but his head resting on that cushion that the Scripture makes sure we see that he had his head on a cushion. Jesus, I'm sure, was the picture of calm. But then that squall came up, that storm come up, the waves began to crash over the boat. Now, I'm not sure why Jesus didn't wake right up. Maybe it was the cushion. You know, I've often thought about that. What a luxury a cushion must have been for Jesus' head. Jesus slept so much out in the stars and on mountainsides, and I imagine that uh, he was having some good sleep with that head on the cushion and the boat gently rocking you. But then the squalls came up. And the squalls came up on us that day at Lake Norman. And when the squalls come up, most people get scared and they hightail it for safety. And I'll have to say that that's what we had to do too. It, what had turned into a lazy day turned into a nightmare. I don't know how many of you have ever been on the lake in a bad storm, but it's not the place you want to be. Lightning flashing. Uh, the, little, the waves all of a sudden become like white caps on the ocean. And all of a sudden that pontoon boat we was on seemed mighty small. The middle of the lake is not a place you want to be in a lightning storm. 
You see, we had started out on the coast, but for some unknown reason, my brother-in-law decided we need to cross the lake to the other side, a little bit like this story. And we were right in the middle of the lake when this storm blew up. And then something unexpected happened, which is so similar to our own lives. Stormy passages are things that happen to us in our passage through life. And most of the time, they are unexpected. All of a sudden, our engine cut off. All of a sudden, we were stranded in the middle of the lake with no other boats in sight in the middle of a storm. And it's times like these you need to remember stuff. You, remember, you need to remember that Jesus is with you, and you need to remember where the other, other can of gasoline is on that boat so you can switch off, because that's what had happened to us. We had run out of gas. So we struggled around looking for that gas can, and we started to try to change gas cans. You know, so many times we forget that the help we need is inside of us. The help that we need is right there beside of us. The help that we need is within us. The help that comes to us in nudges and gentle whispers is of God. Now, the disciples knew that Jesus was right there with them. And yet they still panic. Now, these guys had just finished what you might call a big meeting on the side of the Galilean shore. They had seen Jesus do miracles. They had seen uh, people uh, have demons casted out of them. They had heard the teachings of Christ. They'd heard parables about the kingdom of God that's coming in heaven. You might say they just finished a mighty crusade. They were at, should have been in a wonderful mood. And now here they were on the way across the lake to the next town. And guess what happens to them? Their faith washes right overboard with the first wave. You know, the Lord knew what he was doing when he picked these guys, and I can't wait to meet them. Because before they were in stained glass windows, they were just like you and me. You know? And they start shouting a little bit like my brother-in-law and I did that day on Lake Norman. Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care, Lord? Don't you care, Lord? Is the first thing out of most of our mouths. We're about to drown, Lord. Lord, we're drowning in debt. We're drowning in grief. We're drowning in pity. We're drowning in sickness. We're drowning in fear. We're drowning in doubt. Wake up, Lord. Wake up, Lord. Help us. Have you abandoned us, Lord? Have you ever noticed how loud people get when they're excited. When they start getting excited, they start talking pretty loud. Now, you know, some of you might say, well, these guys were a bunch of fishermen. Why the heck were they so scared of the storm? And, and maybe that's a good point. But what I really think it is is this. They just forgot Jesus was with them. After all, he was in the stern, maybe covered with a blanket on that cushion. Maybe they just forgot he was there. And you know, that brings me back to Lake Norman. You know, we put that second gas can on, guess what? Nothing happened. Wouldn't work. We were panicking. We forgot Jesus was with us. We forgot to think and pray to him. We forgot that the answer is always near us. I'll finish that story in a minute. But I want to tell you another one real quick. My very first appointment. I'll never forget going to visit this family. I was going around and visiting, trying to visit every family in the church. It was a small church. And get to know them. Well, I was having a conversation with this very nice lady, and I thought of a verse. She had told me about some sickness that was going in her family and different things. And I thought, you know, I, that's a couple of verses in the Bible I want to share with you. And being a, a new minister, I didn't go far without my Bible. And uh, I didn't have it committed to memory so much then. And anyway, I had left my Bible, though, in my car. And so I said, well, I'm going to go get my Bible. She said, that's all right. She said, let me get ours. 
Well, what happened next was the most embarrassing situation I think I've ever had. This woman practically tore her house apart trying to find her Bible. She could not find it. How embarrassing is that if the preacher's there and wants to look at your Bible? Now think about it. Now now all of y'all today, go home, make sure you find your Bible and put it out somewhere close. When she finally found that Bible, it it was stacked under a whole bunch of other stuff and and really, it was so dusty that when she handed it to me and she opened it up and she blew (laughs) and we both were just about asphyxiated from the dust. You see, the thing, reason that we panic in these situations is because we put Jesus there in the stern of our lives, we cover him up with everything, and then we forget about him. And because we think he has forgotten us, because we have forgotten him, we panic. Well, Jesus had not forgotten the disciples. For he gets up from his sleep and with all the noise and the wind and the rain and the waves crashing and the disciples shouting, it must have been pretty noisy. And the first thing he says out of his mouth is, is, quiet, be still, shh, silence. You think he might have been a little bit cranky from being woke up from that nap? I know I I get cranky when I get disturbed from my nap. But Jesus is up now. He takes over. The storm calms down very quickly. Disorder turns to order. The storm gives way to peace. And Jesus has that question for us. Why are you afraid? Where is your faith? Now, you know, these questions haunt us, don't they? Because every one of us has a story to tell. Every one of us has either something happened in our own life or happened in the life of someone we know. And it's one of those things that occurs and you kind of feel like, ooh, God was in that, you know. And yet, we still don't trust. Sometimes I wonder why I ever get in the boat with Jesus and maybe why you should ever get in the boat with Jesus if we're not going to trust him to get us to the other side. You know, there's a good reason, I think, that the Christian symbol for the church universal is a storm-tossed boat with a cross for a mast because we will encounter stormy passages. Well, the boat was out of gas in one tank. The other tank was full of gas, but we couldn't get the little thing to work. Any of you who have boat know what I'm talking about. And we had forgot Jesus was with us. And finally, there was a big crack of lightning. And I'll be honest with you, I like to jump out of my skin and into the lake and try to swim back. That's what I was wanting to do. But that strike of lightning lit up a little metallic piece that caught my eye. It was a little bearing. Now, you boaters are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a little bearing that goes on the end of that thing, goes, and without that little bearing, you can't get that thing to connect, save your life. It will not connect, and you won't get that second uh, gas can to work. I picked that up and showed it to my brother-in-law who taught auto mechanics at the time, so he knew something about, you know, things. I, you know, I kept thinking, well, surely, Raymond, you can get us out of this. If anybody can, he teaches mechanics. But without that little thing, he couldn't do nothing. I said, is this important? He said, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You know, we doubt. We doubt. But there was never any doubt in God's mind. He promised to be with us in all situations. And sure enough, right there he was, sleeping in the stern, ready and able when needed. Right there he was, guiding us to find the problem in our boat that day. There was no doubts in the minds of the waves or winds. Think about that. There was no doubts in the minds of the waves or the winds. They obeyed his voice. Friends, doubt comes from the devil. It's a lie. It's deceit. 
It's a tactic used to try to keep us from being all God wants us to be. Our God is a living God. He's a God of future possibilities, not broken dreams. And faith means that you believe that Jesus is Lord with power and authority over all things, even when we sail against the wind and the waves and the storms of life. He is there to calm us and lead us through stormy passages. And if we are ever to fear, it must not be the things of this world, for He has overcome this world. Now let me finish with one little other thing. Verse 41. Verse 41 says, After the waves have stopped crashing, after the wind has stopped, after the sea is calm, after there's peace, now, instead of chaos, it says they're terrified. Why? Why are they terrified now? Because they know that what has taken place is of God. And they know that they're only human. Who is this that the wind and waves obey? You see, if we don't want to miss the boat. We don't want to miss the truth of this passage. For this same God who controls the waves and the wind, controls life and death, He's defeated all evil to cross. He's chose not to call you an enemy or even a servant, but to call you a friend. And this overwhelming grace is what gripped Apostle Paul in the Corinthians passage that we heard earlier. That though we appear to be dying, we live on. Though we are beaten, we're not killed. Even though we're sorrowful, sometimes we still rejoice. And even though we're poor, having nothing, yet we possess everything. The prophet Isaiah said, in the time of God's favor, he heard us. In the day of salvation, He has helped us. Friends, Jesus is in the boat. Be not afraid. Do not doubt. Keep to faith. The Lord is with us. Keep your hope alive through the stormy passages of life. And then when something happens, you know, something as simple as, oh, is this little metal object anything we can use, Raymond? Don't forget to say thank you, Jesus, because for all you know, He's the one that put it laying right there for you to find. Amen.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn this day and smile at you. May the Lord give you His peace. Amen.